Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again uh, with another episode of Age of Heroes. So whoever is listening to this podcast, whether it's an iTunes, Teacher, Spreaker, CastBox, SoundCloud, SoundIn, uh, Spotify, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, those that are watching this on YouTube, also uh, welcome to YouTube. Uh, so uh, uh, let's move on. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, before we get into today's conversation, I want to apologize if uh, if you can get to see if those are watching in YouTube, um, uh, you, you can see perhaps that I have some red eyes. Um, and I was actually earlier this morning, I was helping my wife. I was cleaning the flower beds. I was working in the yard and it was really hot. It was warm. Uh, for those who are familiar with South Carolina, where I live, this part of the, the, the Southeast and the U S is very warm. It's, it's hot. It's very nice. Uh, the weather is very mild in comparison to other parts of the country. Uh, we don't get that much cold, uh, but when we get cold, you know, it gets cold, but not as, you know, as severe as in other parts of the country. Uh, and it's warm. Uh, you know, it's very nice weather, very humid. Uh, we are in the coastline, uh, so it's getting really hot. So I was, I had to get up early in the morning. I promised for her, uh, to her that I would clean up the flower beds and get the stuff done. So, and I do suffer a little bit of a high blood pressure. So of course, you know, it gets a little. I get steamy, I get sweaty very quick. But in any case, uh, it's done, so I'm very happy. And uh, also, I'm going to give you kind of like a note on this. I actually, um, I do record this podcast a time in advance, so sometimes a day in advance, two days, uh, sometimes even more. It depends, uh, depending on what is the conversation. So, of course, you're listening to this on Monday, uh, but I recorded this actually on Saturday. Today is Saturday. Here were, um, of course, my, my time. And, uh, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm getting this ready after I do this podcast because I want to talk about this is very important. I'm going to watch uh, John Wick 3, which I'm very excited. So after I finish this podcast, recording this, I'm going to the movies. And I'm very, very excited because I'm looking forward to that movie. So stay tuned for that review this week. Um, but in any case, um, I, I'm recording this podcast. I want to talk about this today because it's very important. Probably you have seen the title. I want to talk about uh, Darwin Cook. And I want to talk about his legacy and I want to remember him because last, actually last week, we celebrated, well, we can call it like that. And we, we remember is the third anniversary of his passing. Uh, it was uh, May 14. Uh, and uh, definitely there was not a lot of talks about it. Of course, throughout the social media, through everything, uh, you hear a lot of conversations uh, about, you know, everything. You know, whether it's new, the new Batman who's going to play the role, was everybody's talking about it, everybody's upset about it as well. You know, if some people support, some people are against it. You know how it is. You know, like people move on from one thing to the next. And we have this tendency to forget the past or to forget the people that brought us here. And, um, you know, I was I, I even forgot about it until a friend mentioned it uh, in, in Facebook, mentioned it, you know, that he fell in bad because it was the third anniversary. And, that, you know, I totally forgot about it. So I went, of course, and did the research. And, yes, um, Darwin Cook, uh, for those that are unfamiliar with who Darwin Cook is, he is the creator. He was the uh, pretty much the artist behind this wonderful book right here. Uh, as you know, you can see it in the camera. For those who are watching in YouTube, uh, which is the 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 DC, the New Frontier. Um, an amazing book. If you haven't watched my video review, um, I have the link for you. I, I definitely, this is a modern classic, one of my favorite books, one that I highly recommend in any format, whether it's digital, whether it's the, the absolute version, whether it's this, the deluxe version, the hardcover, now they have the softcover. They have reprinted it in a few ways. I highly recommend it. I would love the movie as well. I have the movie. 
but I love it. Now, Darwin Cook created this book back in 2004. In 2006, we have the, the movie, the animated series. You know, it kind of gave it, gave it justice. He was part of it. I think he did like 10% of the work there, but he was not uh, completely involved. And uh, But there, you know, he, he approved it. Um, and of course, it's an adaptation. It's not the book, but this is a wonderful book. Uh, and Darwin Cook is, is such a an inspiration. Uh, and it was an inspiration. I remember uh, I used to listen to a lot of his conversations. I love to his interviews. I love to watch this stuff on YouTube. A down to earth guy. He was he's from Canada. He was from Canada. Uh, so like many Canadians, I have a lot of Canadian friends. There's a very down to earth person. You know, he is not the type of, you know, a lot of sometimes here in America, a lot of artists, American artists, they tend to be a little more like kind of like walking in a cloud. They, or they We act like we walk in a cloud. I think it's part of our mindset as Americans. But uh, as a Canadian, you know, he was down to her, you know, very cool guy. And, you know, he was the type of person that you can come across and you walk around him and you would not expect much from it to know that he was an artist. He was just down to her, cl- regular clothes, regular guy, you know, any guy that you can meet in a job. It was definitely a phenomenal person that I never met in person, but I did watch a lot of his reviews and I really enjoy uh, really seeing interacting with people he was definitely uh, a person a character and um, every person that has talked about darwin cook uh, they will tell you that he was a great person great friend uh, a person that make you laugh uh, a bigger than life type of character and i definitely he was and um, he reminds me of a friend that also passed uh, i would say around two years ago uh, from cancer uh, a great friend of mine we worked together we didn't know for long for long but we worked together and he was a character a person like that when i think about him i think about darwin cook always i think about him because the personality was very similar um but definitely what i you know the thing with darwin cook is amazes me it's his um mindset his his way of thinking he was a maverick thinker he was the type of person that would not simply uh you know uh, adjust to the the situation he will just express his opinion and, and sometimes his opinion will defer uh depending on the situation and, and that's something that i really i think is important in, in in today's culture i feel that sometimes you, you know, as you can see in the political spectrum of things now everything is political we politicize everything you know you can be on one side or be on the other you know there's two aisles and people that do not compromise a lot of people or you have to be left or you have to be right or you have to be concerned conservative or you have to be liberal so there's always this mindset fighting within in, in people that you have to be one or you cannot be the other and sometimes the people in the middle the people like many of us like myself and uh, you know I include myself into this category we we kind of go one way or also we go the other way but we want to think you know we want to come into a compromise of ideas and really find what is you know the the happy medium for everything and definitely um you know th- that was darwin cook and you know i'm not bringing this here because i want to talk about politics here it's not about politics but it's about um a person like him and the impact that he created in comics of course you know if you know a little bit of the history you can watch my review again uh, i talk about him a little more in that review but of course he, he he grew up in canada he wanted to get into comics back in the i would say the 80s uh it didn't work out he didn't saw any potential there was not really as easy to do it back then so he just kind of quit you know he tried to go to through dc 
But he got the opportunity through some things here and there. He, he worked for 15 years as a designer. He was designing for different companies, uh, you know, like promotion, you know, ad design, graphic design, product design. So he was doing that, you know, working for as an art director for a magazine in Canada until he got the opportunity to work in animation. You know, he met some people at Warner Brothers Animation. He was invited uh, to work with them uh, and uh, pretty much work with um, Bruce Tim for a time. And of course, because of that relationship that he got into comics a little work that he did uh, some stuff that he did for them and, and actually he pitched uh, the some 14 pages that actually were uh, the uh, pretty much the the start or were actually the basis for what later years later will become in 2000 Batman Ego, which is considered one of his masterpieces. People love um, the story. Batman Ego, I highly recommend it. I need to review it at some point, um, but definitely it was recommended. Um, you know, you know that was his step into it, and because of that, because people were so surprised, Bruce Tim was surprised. A lot of people were surprised with his work. He was invited to work with Warner Brothers Animation. So he moved to Los Angeles, to California, worked uh, with Batman Animated Series. He did some stuff for uh, Superman Animated Series. He worked in some of their episodes, the new advent uh, Batman Adventures. And he actually was the one that created the opening sequence for Batman Beyond. He's the one that actually designed it. And of course, here's where his work as a designer, as a product designer came into place. Um, that introduction is considered one of the greatest introductions to any cartoon he wins so many awards because of that and and all of that of course uh, he ended up working um and uh, the first magazine was actually batman ego when they were looking for some stuff or work they found his work and of course that's how batman ego came to be for dc that was in the year 2000 and of course after that uh he went in to work for um he did catwoman he was working with ed brubaker uh in 2001 and he did a couple of issues and his covers are pretty much iconic at this point in a recent review when i'm talking about um uh, adam hughes work um i was talking about the design that a lot of people copy the design from adam hughes i was, i made a mistake when the way i said it because adam hughes yes is more modern style but actually the design for catwoman with the goggles and all that stuff that design was done actually by by darwin and he's the one that actually designed that in this run in this catwoman run uh, with ed brubaker so he is the one that actually did it and everybody else follow and of course, I mentioned Adam Hughes because, of course, he's a great cover artist and a lot of people love his realistic take into things. So that's the reason why. But the style, but the design itself was done by Darwin Cook. And of course, what many consider his masterpiece was in 2004 was the DC, The New Frontier. And uh, it's a timeless piece of work. And um, what I really love about him um, is that, you know, even though he didn't do much stuff in comics um, because... Time didn't allow us to do that. You know, he was taken from us very soon. The stuff that he did was very important and very iconic and necessary, I would say, for today's market. Um, we have grown accustomed to think um, that, you know, and so, sadly, that comics are have to kind of go with the modern route. Everything has to be too modern. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you, when you go to a comic book shop, you see all these comics, or you read these new comics nowadays. They all seem to come out from the same pan. They're all written in the same manner. You um, know, writers, they follow the same, you know, people, which is always normal that when there's a tendency, when a writer becomes very popular, all the younger artists or writers, 
because they want to copy that famous artist. So you kind of you see all the copycats, you know, around it. And um, it seems that, you know, the market, all the art that you see, everyone kind of like is the same. And the art is the same, although there is differences. If you really pay attention, most of the art is the same. So the difference with Darwin Cook is that he didn't accommodate himself to what the market dictated he just wanted to do something that was different that was timeless that's something that people can relate and you can see the influence in his art because he was an artist that he was doing a lot of stuff um you know like you mentioned he became very fun of comic uh, you know characters through the batman uh, you know by adam west in the night in the 60s you know he loved that show then, then of course you start reading comics to Spider-Man, all that stuff. You know, he 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 praises Romita and uh, the people that really introduce him into comics. He wanted to be like Romita Senior. He wanted to be like those heroes, the people that we admire because they were important in comics. And of course, that's what you know. He didn't see the viability as a business, but ultimately, over time, he became part of that culture. But the great part is that he didn't just align himself with the culture. He just followed his path and did what he wanted to do. And I. Th- think the relationship that he had with Bruce Tim, which is actually very similar in the art style, um, they are pretty much part of the same generation. People that they they necessarily accommodate into everything. People that have they started pretty much in the in the animation, and then of course move into comics. They brought that uh, cinematic feel because that's the training into this. Of course, there many of them. You look at Bruce Tim; they started as designers, as product designers. They design, they create something that was enticing for people, and they use what they grew up with in comics and apply it into their jobs and then of course they went into animation um they there's have similar stories you know uh, product design because actually uh, when you look at uh, uh, bruce tim he started as a pretty much art design he started working with the uh, maths of the universe designing some of the art some of the comics that they were using mini comics and i reviewed that as well that were sold into this packaging uh, you know into the toy line so they knew product advertisement they went into animation and of course they went into comics so they brought all of that and the problem with a lot of this comic book artists of today is that they all are comic book artists of today they own that's all the training they have and uh, and that's what they do but they brought a different perspective and they brought a timeless perspective what culture wise you know things that are what people enjoy and people love the thing is this we all love perfect art and that's something that i can say about uh, darwin as his art is timeless it's perfect time it's very time well uh, the you know the the panels are well designed his panels were always were executed you know it's pleasing to watch the colors everything was so pleasing was perfectly uh, control and balance you know he follows the same old school of the old the old greats you know people like you know, like in Jack Kirby, like Steve Ditko, like Romita Sr. Those are the greats and others that really did created a design. And of course, you know, he did, he worked with the spirit. He did all kind of stuff through his time to tenure with his lifetime art everywhere with the Rocketeer. I think he did some work there. Yeah, he did. So he did a lot of stuff. And I love his art and then his covers and they were timeless. Um, the thing is this, you know. Remembering somebody is important. You know, remember what they have brought into to the table is important. But most importantly, it's about remembering their legacy. Not about just remembering what we took out of it. But um, because sometimes it's just to remember people because of, you know, what we the, the, the things that they benefit us with, you know, like their art. But actually, more important than that is just the, you know, their ideas, their thoughts, uh, how provoking their art is, and, you know, they, pretty much their mindset. Many of the interviews with um, 
Darwin Cook, he mentions that, the importance of going back to the roots, going back to the beginning, really enforcing comics as they were in the past as a way to make kids dream, you know, to really, you know, feed this to the younger crowd for them to dream big, you know, to live big, to to see this not as a way to proselyte, you know, you know, to make uh, politize things, you know, to make people, you know, like, a, I don't know, like a like a spearhead where we're going to force people to believe one way or another, but for people to be free thinkers, to think, to be open, and um, regardless of that, you know, and his art was timeless because of that, because made us dream of better days, of better times. You know, I'm always going to remember, you know, it seems nowadays, you know, once something somebody passes, people move on. People talk about Stan Lee and his, uh, you know, accomplishments there are many i love stan lee but you know there are more people in comics than just stan lee uh more than jack kirby sometimes i hear people like you know jack kirby this jack kirby that you know i love the king he is the great you know in the comics the king of comics he is great uh, he was great you know and we thank him for a lot of things but he was not the only one there's so many artists out there many people from different generations that have done a lot for comics and they have really cemented this culture and they have allowed us to see that there is potential you know this art if some people might think about it it's not much to it particularly younger people that are more accustomed to the big splashes the more Jim, uh, Jim Lee-esque you know type of art you know but when you look at it and when you read the stories and you put it all together, you realize how beautiful the story is, how beautiful his work was, and how um, impactful it was, you know, and reminiscent of the past, but also very open for the present and for the future. And I think comics should be like that. It's all about really cementing. It's all about giving the opportunity for people to dream. You know, that's why I love comics. And that's why I'm a big comic book reader since I was a kid. The reason I got into comics, like most of you, like most of the people that read comics, is because make me dream when I was a kid, you know, and the better days, better times, you know, sometimes when things were tough, you know, you can grab a magazine, one, one comic book, open it every month, you go and pick up your comic, favorite comic book, and you want to dream big, and, you know, at the end, you know, you got want to wait for the next month, uh, if it's bi-monthly, the next two months, for the next copy, I want to know exactly what's going on, it's a story that is continuous to rise, and you see people going through challenges, you see Spider-Man, you see Superman, you see Batman going through all these challenges, but overcoming their challenges because they were dreamers because they 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 didn't see themselves as just bypassers of the the world they saw that they have a responsibility with their power to do the right thing and i feel that this is the message of comics that it's kind of missing nowadays from comics you know and it's more about just trying to to really give this shock value for people to buy it it's more about just maintaining an older crowd you know the old guard of comics the people that have been purchasing for years and it's important you know you want to still please them because they've been supporting this industry for years but also it's about to bring new generations and uh, of course as time progresses you know the difficulty of it because the competition of entertainment there's movies there's animation there's the internet there is you know video games all of that but there's still an important way to make people dream and i feel the comics can fit that profile if they're managed the right way and i would say darwin cook thank you um you know where are you at thank you very much Thank you for the, you know, for what you give to us. You know, we remember you. I remember you as many of my friends. And uh, we thank you and Godspeed. And I, I wish for all the people that are listening or watching this podcast 
If you haven't read his work, to give it a chance. I really, I, I feel that you're going to enjoy it and you're going to find a lot of value in it. So once again, thanks for watching. I wish you the best, the best of weeks. Uh, stay tuned, of course, the podcast. As you know, I've been doing some changes with the podcast. Uh, for those that are listening, the podcast is always on, it's always uploaded on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 a.m. So you can, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, where I'm at, which is New York time for those are outside of the U.S., and uh, this is the time that I, I loaded it so you can listen it, you know, what you're driving to work or on your way back or what you are at work in the office, when you're jogging, when you're going to the gym, any place you can listen to it. Um, and of course, if you're, uh, you know, with the videos, I've been uploading the videos in different times because I'm experimenting with the time, depending on where people are more able to watch it. Uh, I've been last week. I was doing a lot of stuff. I, I was uploading uh, uh, in the afternoon for per p.m. But I, I don't see as much movement in that. So I'm going to this week. I'm going to do it early in the morning. I was doing it earlier, so we'll see how it works. Um, and I'm of course throughout the day. I pretty much promote that on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, places like that, so you can follow me there. Please support this channel. Please support the podcast. You know, there's a lot of content that we I'm producing on a daily basis. Movie reviews uh, of course the podcast is a big part of it uh, book reviews uh, and news and all kind of stuff I'm doing so it's you know support me watch it you know watch it uh, share with your friends you know go on social media uh, you know go through my affiliate links also please if you are watching this consider supporting me financially you know through your financial support is the only way that I can keep this channel and the podcast alive and I can create more content or better content so please support me financially you can do that as a one-time payment uh, you know as a one-time gift you can do that through PayPal or you can do that through GoFundMe uh, whatever amount you decide to give it really helps me um, also you can do that through Patreon on a monthly basis you know you can do that whatever amount you decide one dollar two dollars three dollars five dollars ten dollars whatever amount you decide to do it will really help me to grow this um, this channel and uh please uh, don't forget to like comment and subscribe if you're watching in youtube and uh of course you know go to social media follow me on facebook instagram and twitter so once again friends thank you very much thank you for taking the time and i'll talk to you again bye bye